and they're living on the streets. Vehicles, a white van, unknown license. I've seen a flying saucer. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lost Frequency Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Rye. And today we had on Brennan. More after these ramblings that me and Rye like to route into your wretched ear. <laughs> Not wretched ear, but, you know, yeah. More to come after we done we do our intro. We do our thing. Our thing. Our thing. Yeah, so and speaking of our thing, one of our things are people submitting um, stories and everything else. So I think we should start with th- get this one out of the way Let's first and then way. jump into it. Oh, right, you got stories you want to send us? You can send us those stories at the Lost Frequency Podcast at gmail.com or. Or you can actually contact us on Facebook, um, the Lost Frequency Podcast, or you can hit us up on Facebook, Rivoss. Or Tom Franklin. Now, with that, you know, if you just want to submit a story that you want us to read, we have the. Uh, um, Oh, what was it called? Beyond the Frequinauts. The no, 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 no. Frequinauts Unveiled. Frequinauts Unveiled. Yes. Yes. Our live, uh, you know, we're, we we want to do them regularly, but we need your stories to be able to do them regularly. So submit pictures. them to us. And your pictures. Yep. And videos. And videos. Stuff from our listening audience. That way you guys can be more involved with us because we want to see what you guys got. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. And then you come on up there. We, Show we bring us up. what you got. That, that's actually from uh, um, what is that? Uh, Rick and Morty. Okay, I've I've watched three seasons of Rick and Morty. Okay, okay. But it's, that was like this band. They had to do these these these. They had to do band. There's these big huge things, and they're like, "Show us what let's, you got." Let's get shifty, right? That's a different is, one. But is yes. that a different episode? Yes. All right, I, I didn't. I didn't. Re- I can't like keep all the stuff in my head because of all the amount of media that you can watch. Ugh. Remember when you were a kid? Would we have four channels? I had three. Oh, okay. I guess I had five. Two, well, I guess 11, I had 13, 45, I had four, and one of those was a French channel. So I had three, Poor fellow. five, um, 11, which was the French channel, and 13. 13 is usually the best one. Three and 13 were like the best channels. But you were born in Western Canada, right? You were born in Yeah, Alberta. but I was, I was in the country, though. I lived out in the country. Oh, okay, because I, I know like the French stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, but you had to. You, they, they had to have a French broadcast channel because Canada was considered bilingual, and it was like the law. You needed to have that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yes, I like. That's why I like America so much better. <laughs> <laughs> why? It's because you had six channels. No, we yeah we have one Spanish but, one. <laughs> well, uh, see, no, we didn't. We didn't. Was, now, technically, uh, we ended up getting uh, another channel. We got five channels. We got uh, Channel Nine, which was like. It was kind of like this public uh, broadcast kind of. Yeah. It was it was terrible. Do you it remember like in the evenings after like midnight they would have on the uh, did they have that too in Canada the emergency broadcast system? Um, we where I was no we just had like the uh, the bars that went across it was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah but it yeah. wasn't emergency broadcast it was just like bars it wasn't like you know yeah but it was saying in case of emergency the no. information would now come across your screen that's what no. we had oh w- w- what we had would just be like. The multicolored bars, and then just the time, and that was like because the channel was off the air. Yeah, it, it, the kids nowadays, like yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna say, you know, like when you were young, young male, you had to like seek out pornography. 
and now it's like right in your face. What? How did how did that come up though? Well, because of, because of how because of the emergency broadcast. Well, five stations. We didn't get cable television until like eighty eight. I know, but how, how did porn come from emergency broadcast? Because it's because you remember you remember you used to have like Cinemax and you would have that scrambled and you would see a boob once in a while. No, because I didn't, didn't have that. Again, I only had like four channels. But I, I was thinking though, so not porn, but I'm saying though is uh, of course you weren't. No, is. Uh, <laughs> I like let's keep this PG, but um, <laughs> it was a like you had to get up and watch a show early in the morning. Like if you wanted those Saturday morning cartoons, oh, you yeah. had to get. And if you missed it, you missed it. You missed it. That's it. Yeah, that, there was no reruns. It was like I want to watch He Man at eight in the morning, and if I slept in or seven in the morning, if I slept in, I missed it, and mm. I didn't get to see it again. It was the whole thing too. And if you missed it, and all your friends seen it, you would feel like an outcast on Monday mm-hmm. when you went into school. Yeah, <laughs> but they eventually started bringing out episodes on VHS or Beta, whichever one you had, I, and I then you beta. could go and rent it. I missed beta. I think I'm a, I'm a little bit younger than you. So no, I we're, we're very close to being the same age. So you were around when beta was around. I, I, do, I remember. The, the do you know the story between beta and VHS? No. Okay. So beta was a Sony product. Okay. Okay. And instead of branching out and actually trying to, and it was beta was better than VHS. Okay. okay. It was a better product. So, but instead of branching out and actually like going after other, um, like, like we'll say like Paramount or Century 20 or Century 20 or whatever, or like whatever that was, uh, 20th century, sorry, 20th century, 20th century Fox. Fox. Oh my gosh. So instead of going after them, Sony kept beta just for themselves because this is the best product and we only want it for ourselves. Okay. So they sunk their own ship because VHS is like, fine, we'll go with everyone else. Beta was still a better product, but it failed because they did not see the bigger picture and actually go after these other movie studios. I don't know anything about Beta. Okay. Now, now this brings me into, and I know we're going to talk about something else, but we're talking we're about this. Now, this about. brings me into DVDs and okay. Blu-ray and HD DVD. Mm, okay. I hated Blu-ray. So, Blu-ray, Blu-ray was Sony. Okay. So, Sony had a, be- Blu-ray was a better product than HD DVD. Okay. It was a better product. And this time, they learned from their mistake from uh, from Beta. They actually went out and sought everyone else to try to get them into this market, and they beat out HD DVD. Yeah, but I didn't. I I would always get a Blu-ray, and I'd get a. I bought a Blu-ray player, and I would always have issues. Always. You know, you have to put the disc in and then press play, right? Yeah, I got all that. That that part. <laughs> that, that that part was up. <laughs> part for the course with Tom. I remember. I remember being so stoned. I didn't think I was going to be able to put the disc in. See, okay, okay. Now we're getting down. But to I got this. There, now we're but getting I got down there. To this. And and which that kind of brings us into, into our episode. episode. And, hmm. um, and this episode falls under what month, right? Oh, this is October Fear Fest. I'm glad you remembered. Yes. So why you know the Lost Frequency <laughs> podcast presents October Fear Fest. <laughs> I, I like how we kind of went with like. A play on beer fest with being October because October is usually like the the month that's Oktoberfest. Uh, yeah, Oktoberfest in Munich. Yeah. I never went there. Just a I bunch did. of drunks in a tent. I did. Never. I I never liked big stuff like that. Big no. outdoory. I, I was young though. Yeah, we used to do the thing where it, it was like the first of May. I think it was like Witches Night in Germany, and we would go up to the Tinkstätte. It was on top of this place in Heidelberg. It was an old Roman amphitheater, and everyone would get hammered. And we were bang on bongos, there was fire blowers and all that. That was great. But like Oktoberfest or now, Love Parade. And, no. and and the more I know though, but inviting s- spirits into you, which is like drinking, okay? So drinking spirits. Spirits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, partaking in these activities, I have, I've questioned more and more about these things, you know? It's probably th- like maybe like it actually will bring in some type of dark yeah. darkness, some type of some type of entity, something like and, and we're we're performing these rituals without actually even knowing we're performing rituals now. I, I think we're so far removed from them. Because they were probably they were probably connecting like these liquors and alcohols with some type of uh, I don't know what you would say some esoteric type situations back in yeah, the day. I don't know how would you. I, I, it, it could be, and I'm not saying don't drink. I'm just saying beware. be aware. Be aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Be aware that sometimes your thoughts are not your own. Yeah, and you're inviting your you know when when you drink. I, I actually feel that what happens is you lower your resonance. Your, what your resonance like your vibration yes 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 your, your vibration you kind of lower your guard and it's kind of like you're much more you know open to receiving or being attacked or having attachments well you could also receive the good too it's there's a possibility but, but, it, but it well no, i i think though because you're lowering your vibration and you're lowering your stuff you're not you're opening you're putting yourself lower for a reason you know so, so how would you raise your vibration oh that's a great question you know like meditation, meditation uh cleaning up your diet uh you know exercising exercising and just being like and this is something though being a good person not to prove something but just being a good person to the, be good for you the know? sake of it yeah. for the sake of it i i see a lot of people who do be a good person though but it's they do it for clout kudos and they and they do that on like youtube and they're like hey watch me give this person a hundred watch me give this homeless man a hundred dollars let's video this look at if you're gonna do it do without the video yes i I agree it's ridiculous there's a lot of that nowadays there's a lot of this um hey look what i'm doing for the world stuff yes and it's we all know it's just we you once you once you virtue signaling vs vs all over so so you wanted to ask me a question well, no, I I think we, we kind of went we, into that. I, I think we? I think we did good. I, I you know, I think I, that's oh, what I said in the beginning. Oh. I, I said we were going to, but then we just got sidetracked and we went off into this other story. So yeah, so the, uh, once again, we also have a Kofi account. Go yes. and click on that. We have three tiers: the five level tier, ten level tier, twenty level tier. Go in there, check them out, see what you get. Yeah, with yeah, five le- five dollar tier, you which is the the periphery, you get a um, you get our extended episodes, which is beyond the periphery. Um, and and like I'm just gonna say like the 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 big things. So and then the ten dollar the silver bullet uh, tier you get beyond the periphery and you get one bonus episode a month. Uh, our twenty dollar tier that one you get Which is beyond the, inside, the periphery the inside the frequency. Yeah, the inside the inner frequency. That's what it's called. Thank yes. Uh, so you get uh, beyond the periphery, which is our extended episodes. You get that one bonus episode and. You get a t-shirt. T-shirt. Everyone likes a t-shirt. Everyone likes yeah. a t-shirt. But unfortunately, with Kofi, you got to pay $1. $1 for that t-shirt. $1, right? Yeah, $1, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Now, don't forget, though, unfortunately, you're going to have to pay shipping because that money that you're sending us for that uh, first month there is the cost of the t-shirt. So we're giving that to you for free. Plus, well, not for free, but then you get... You get the episodes. You get as everything well. involved, and you get to hear more of uh, more of a uh, rise, beautiful voice. Oh, it's oh, heavenly! It's, it's, it's heavenly. It's, it's the golden. You know what? If you wanted to listen to more of my voice, I do these instructional videos on for one of my uh, clients. So, uh-huh. if you ever needed uh, a CRM software, this is a foolish plug. And if you is. want to see my golden hand and how I paint, you can check out my YouTube channel. 
I have well, a private... that, you just stole the thunder from I me. Got my I, own, saying... I have a YouTube channel too. It's called Tom Franklin Art. You want to see me paint? I, I pop up a painting once in a while, yes. and I think. I know, but I was trying to talk, and you're like, I'm still no, I'm, that I'm taking it, dog. You, you, you reminded <laughs> not, me. Not that I care. Not that no, I care. No. I'm, trying it's to, a... I'm trying to gain my own clout. Yes, I'm, I'm saying it's a. Yeah, for one of my clients, I do. Uh, I voice all of his uh, instructional videos for his CRM software, Run Sensible. But yeah, yeah. and Tom does painting. And can you guys really push Tom to start adding things into the painting? Uh. Like I told him this, he does fantastic paintings, and I'm like, dude, where, where's the? You know, how we're doing this. Where's the Bigfoot? You know, where, where's where's the Alouche? All I can do is where's the ghost? Where's where's the Nessie? This isn't the where's where's Waldo of the conspiracy realm or whatever you want to call of the. But it, it, it's it's separate though. Like you do this painting, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. Thank Now's you. the time to tie it in. Tie bring it in. What in. We're doing here? Bring oh, it in. Right. Speaking of bring it well, in. And speaking of what we do here, we appreciate you guys all very much, and we appreciate the the listenership, uh, the frequent notes you guys have been killing on our Facebook page, and uh, we love you all each and every one of you. Yes, and um, and you. we appreciate everything you do and post and. and you are listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast. And you are listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast where we bring the periphery into focus. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I don't think it sounds like that bad. No, I'm just hitting the high notes. Uh, okay. So I want to welcome Brennan to the Lost Frequency Podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, and where they can find you as well. Okay. Uh, I live in Canada, Ontario. I am a rapper, and so uh, there will be some links if you want to see my channel on there, and hopefully we can play some music at the end. And uh, my life was absolutely changed. I was 19 years old. I got really into uh, drug addiction and started really intensely seeking to find answers to the questions of the spiritual that kind of go beyond the normal realm. And uh, I, I'm excited to tell you guys that story and, and how that that led me to where I am now. That sounds exciting, Brendan. So uh, let's I, let's dive right in. So how do you want to yeah, How do you want to go I'll, about it? Let's see what you got, man. Let's go. Of course, okay. yeah. And and like so, th these uh, were you using the drugs to seek to find your answers? Is that kind of yeah. like this was a gateway kind of thing? Exactly. That's that's the psychedelic community, right? That's kind of what they say. Yeah. Is it turns your spiritual antennae on? So I was following that path. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hear it then. I'll get right into it. Yeah. But I'll give you. A one minute backstory quick, just to take, take your time, take your time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I lived a pretty normal life here in Canada. I had like a, a normal nuclear family. There was no major traumas or supernatural events. It was just like your classic person's life. And you would think that that would mean I was I was a healthy kind of had had a healthy mind. But it, as I started to get into my teenage years, I just had a really rebellious streak. And I just really felt there was something wrong with the world. I felt the school system, the the, the government, the the media, all of it was just, it was like, it brought me down when and not, didn't bring me up. I felt that as I went to school, all my creativity was just being sucked and drained out of me and I hated it. 
And I knew there was something more to this life than this, like get a job, go to work, buy a dog, and then have some kids and die. I knew there was gotta be more of a purpose to my soul. And so I, but I, I didn't handle that well because I, I had nobody to talk to. I had no answers. And so as I'm a teenager, I started growing very angry and I got addicted to marijuana and then immediately uh, quit school in grade 10. And I was basically just chasing this high. I was chasing this kind of euphoria that I, that I was hoping this drug would give me. As drugs do, they backstab you. And so as I continued smoking, I dropped out of school. I moved, I moved out of home. I was just fighting a lot with my parents. They wanted me to go to university. And I was like, no, I want to go smoke weed and rap. <laughs> so, um, I, so I moved out of home and then these drugs started making me this like horribly anxious, really bad social anxiety. And I was completely isolated from the world for about a year, just smoking weed in my room, going into the forest to smoke, no job, no school, no life. And I was obviously horribly depressed. And so then I went away to rehab, right? My family was, was faithful to me. They, they stayed trying to help me. So they put me in a rehab and that was great. And then I came out and I'm going to tell a story. I've never told this story on, on camera about the first time I went back to smoking weed after I came out of rehab. Cause I'd only ever done weed at that point. I was in rehab just for marijuana. Um, but I, there was a change and it's literally like when I smoked weed that first time I entered this whole different spiritual path and it started that day and it was not a good path. So what happened was I smoked too much and I started to get the, this horrible anxiety and this feeling that I couldn't describe that just something was wrong. And my, my mind started becoming bombarded with thoughts that were just like extremely hateful towards myself. It would be like, I would just hear in my head, loser, 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 loser. Your parents hate you, your parents hate you, your parents hate you. Kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. And it was like when you throw a rock into water and there's ripples and it was constant. It was like, like I couldn't stop these horrible thoughts just rippling like loudly in my mind. And I just, I remember I went aside I, and I curled under the blanket and I just like held myself until I fell asleep. Yeah. And what that was really was this starting to a drug-induced psychosis, which I very heavily went into later, and, and I'll get into that. So around this time, I was back in school. I was finishing grade 12 up. I went to a new school after rehab. I just had some credits I needed to do. Um, I was still pretty isolated. I, I never fit in. I just I just didn't feel like connected to a lot of the people of my generation when I started getting older. And I, I, you know, like people were just happy to just like party and drink and go to school. And I was like, what happens after you die? And I was like consumed with that. That was, that was who I was. Yeah, an existential, an, an existential like situation, which I've confronted many, many times in my life as well. So I feel you. I'm also, um, I'm a bit of a stoner myself and I've had that moment as well where it got a little hairy and I had to basically stop for a year and then wow. kind of slowly enjoy it for its medicinal purposes instead of like trying to search for something so i'm with you man yeah it's it can be dangerous it, you know it, people downplay it but it is a drug yes not as bad as other drugs but it's, yeah it's still dangerous but so so during this time i started getting into conspiracy theories 
I just started, you know, Joe Rogan podcast, Alex Jones. Yeah. And but I started <laughs> Alex Jones. Alex it. Jones is a deep dive. That that's uh that's full on. Yeah. I went right for it. Yes. Yeah. Went right for it. <laughs> because a lot of these conspiracy theories are true and the evidence is astounding. I watched one documentary on how 9-11 was faked and I'm like, I can't believe it. Like it's so obvious. And then you get deep into it. And I got deep into it. And you know what? This is a safe place. I'm going to share my opinion on the world quickly. I do believe the world is run by a global elite system full of pedophiles and Luciferian Satanists. They're trying to bring in a one world order and usher in the reign of Lucifer. That's my belief. There you go. I'm with you, man. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. You're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the <laughs> okay. choir. I thought I might be. Yeah, I thought I might be. So obviously that will shake a young man up. You know, learning everything you ever learned was a lie. And there's it, a reason it completely, Yeah, it completely shatters your view on everything. When you, well, I, I know some of the first times when I, and, and 9-11 was, was my big one as well, where I was just like, you know, when, when I first experienced it, I was, I didn't think it was what it really is. You know, I was, I was thinking what they were, they were telling us, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Then you find out and you actually start seeing these blatant truths and Everything shatters. Your whole world, your how, whole view on it shatters. Uh, I don't know how you are, but how old are you, Brennan? I'm 23 now. This was okay. when I was 19. 18, so, 19. So 9-11 happened, you were like two? One. 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 Yeah. I was in the I was in the US Army. And I was I was yeah, I was in the middle of uh NTC in California and it happened while sleeping in the tent village or whatever they call it. And uh it really like freaked us out because we were like, oh my god, we're gonna go. They shut down the air. We flew in like a couple days before, happened right away. And I remembered like freaking out like really bad. And uh, knowing that these changes, like I started like questioning immediately, like something is something is really off. It was the big one. So, yeah, dude, uh, welcome to the club. And there's nothing you're going to say here that's going to mess with us. We got you. (laughs) All right. Good. Um, But so this this was disturbing for me. Um, because no one in my family believed this. I had no one to talk to. I was crazy. That's what they thought. I, I was alone, but it's true. And the evidence is there and it's dark. It's it dark. very dark. The esoteric knowledge that is hidden from the masses is not enlightening. It is twisted and it's dark. And that really starts to make you wonder, you know, this world I was raised in thinking it was all good, but there's these horrible secrets. And at this time also, I'm still on my own journey. And so I'm also into different conspiracy theories, a lot, a lot about what happens after death. Because my whole life, I was terrified of death. I was six years old in my bed the first time I realized that I was going to die and I was going to die forever, forever and ever, I would cease to exist. Or I would have some sort of afterlife, and that would be never ending. And I was trapped in time forever, and I couldn't get out. I'm right, six years old. They're both terrifying. I, I, both I, terrifying. I, yes. <laughs> time Every, is scary. Everything that you've done, that you're where you are, you're a very young man. I I did those. I think eight eight years old is when it happened to me. So I'm two years after. And this this opening of your mind happened to me when I was about 35. So. Uh, wow. Well, kudos to you, my friend, to be able to even be here today and be like, hey, I got some. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Go for it. Awesome, man. That's awesome. So, so yeah, so I was trying to seek what happens after death. And I was getting into the new age community, which says, essentially, if you take these drugs, you will find your higher self. Uh, 
I never did anything like ayahuasca or DMT, but I was reading countless stories of those kinds of things, mushrooms, acid. I wanted to go on these spiritual events. I would have wanted to go to some shamanic journey, whatever I could do to find out what happens after death, what's beyond the physical. And there's a lot of deception in there as well. There's a, a, a ridiculous amount. And there's all these different theories that can't all be true. And so I decided, as I'm learning about the evil in the world, I would start just trying to find out what, ha what happens after death. And so I would take psychedelics. This was a terrible decision because I opened up some demonic gateways into my life. And I'm going to tell you about my journey through psychedelics into a drug-induced psychosis. Um, this is the first time I ever took a psychedelic. I took 2.5 grams of mushrooms. I ate it at my friend's house. And immediately when it hits, I just feel that same energy that I felt that time I was, I smoked marijuana when I came back, but amplified. There was something wrong with creation itself. It was like the air was wrong. It was like everything was backwards, just undescribable. And I felt like there was a million little eyes watching me, laughing at me, poking at me like I'm some kind of dog. And I'm walking around my friend's apartment and all I see is darkness, like consumed. There's these posters of like demons from these heavy metal bands. And I, I just feel the demons in them. I, my friend is in the room and he's like freaking out because he feels a demon on his back. And oh. it's, it's a very dark situation. And this is the first time I felt like I'm living in a cursed world. This world is cursed. And I felt it. And as I'm just kind of going through this and trying to just keep my cool, I hear a voice in my head and it tells me, Brennan, you have taken this drug and opened up a spiritual and chemical gateway. You have two minutes to walk through the portal. And the way you do that is by going onto the balcony of this 10 story building and jumping off and killing. Whoa, people. whoa. Holy and you have two minutes to decide. If you don't do it, you will live the rest of your life as a normal man, and you will die, and you will be lights out forever. We are the sacred Illuminati, and we are offering you passage into our eternal kingdom. Well, I took. I remember when I took mushrooms the first time. I got high on mushrooms before I got high on weed, and I remember like the shadows on the ground, and uh, it wasn't fun. It definitely was not fun. Um, but I didn't have a voice on my head. It was my own voice going, okay, keep moving. Don't keep your, keep your eyes moving because stuff will start to swirl. But, uh, <laughs> I never had anyone tell me to, man, that's, uh, wow. that's crazy. That's, yeah. Yeah. Take, take a leap. Uh, and I wouldn't call a leap of faith on that one. No, that's some, no. Really, that's some <laughs> yeah. dark stuff right there. Dude. Yeah. Um, I almost did it because I'm, I'm high out of my mind and I'm scared and I don't know what's going on. And I know there's an Illuminati and I know there's hidden esoteric spiritual knowledge in the world. And maybe you got to go through the darkness to get it. I don't know, but I'm sitting there contemplating if I should jump off this building and I just make a decision. I say, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not going to jump. And then I hear another voice whispering in my head and it goes, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And that was my first drug trip. And you'd think that would have stopped me, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you learned the hard way, Brennan. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to tell you guys, you know what? I'm going to just tell you guys everything because we're having fun. Of course. Um, yeah. 
I, looking back at this time, I can't be sure exactly what happened because I was in an altered state of mind. There was about a three, four month period, all this happened. But I, in that time, thought I was being gang stalked. I thought that there was essentially the government was watching me. And I thought that I had an opportunity to join the Freemasons or some kind of esoteric cult. I, I don't know what actually was going on, but I'm going to tell you two things that happened that made me believe that. So it was a lot of just little things as I'm going into this drug and psychosis, I'm getting paranoid. And um, there's like weird things like I just get a video on the second time I did mushrooms. I remember the day before I was at school, I was skipped school class and I was writing raps in the McDonald's. And I go back to school and it's a lockdown. Everyone's in their rooms. And then I'm walking through the halls past like rows of like paramedics and other official looking people. And they're just like wheeling a girl out on her stretcher. Probably someone had a seizure or heat stroke or something, right? But that night I do mushrooms and I check my phone and I get a YouTube video pop up on my phone that has an old man looking at the camera very seriously. And the title is you were visited by the CIA today. And so these things were messing with me. Okay. Yeah. I was like, cause I walked right through all of them and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I was under the interpretation that as I learned about all these things, as I learned about the pedophile rings, the satanic cults, the power structure, there's a reason that it's a secret. It's because if you find out you can either join, you can either shut your mouth or you can either die. They, they can hear you from space through radio. They can see the whole world. Like you have no chance. You're fighting big brother and they could just put a sniper, whatever, easy peasy. So I was terrified and I was wrestling with this. And so the, uh, the other two, two stories of drug trips I want to tell you, I was on Molly with my friend. Okay. Ecstasy for uh, older people. <laughs> and, and that's not even a psychedelic drug really you know that's not a drug that's gonna make you hallucinate but we're outside and we and uh we're like in this kind of uh truck stop cove behind a shopper's drug mart and because it's snowing outside and there's a little roof there and i look up at the roof and i say if anyone can hear me either god or the government send me a sign and then all the lights turn off and so <laughs> We're like, we're out of here. We go into a convenience store, buy a chocolate bar, and my friend starts freaking out for no reason. And he's like, I think that guy just like did something. And and we run outside and there's a taxi cab. This is five minutes after I said, if there's a sign, send send me a sign. There's a taxi cab sitting in the snow outside of the gas station at like 2 a.m. And there's an old man standing in front of the door of the taxi cab. And he looks at me and says, you called for this? <laughs> oh wow and i said do i wanted to have called for this and he said you didn't call for this and he drives away brendan i, I gotta have to sleep later tonight what are you what are you doing to me dude this is just it gets worse for us okay. it gets worse all right man oh let's, dramatically worse let's go so the other thing that happened this was this was the other time i think i almost died um i took mushrooms and I had a weed edible, and this was the highest I ever, ever was. And I'm in my, my living room, and I'm getting all of these thoughts in my head talking to me, and they're like 
we are the reptilians, we are the this and that, you're in the matrix. Every deceitful thing they could throw at me just to make me feel like I need to like give myself over to something. Um, and I have this flash in my head and I see this insectilian female demon just like screaming at my face and then it goes away. So there was a demon. And then I started to hear this feminine voice in my head. And it says to me, you know, you're so special because that's, you know, that's how they get you. You're, you're so special that we're going to give you another chance. You didn't jump off the building last time, but we're going to give you another chance. We brought a car. And if you get in the car, you will die. It's 2 a.m. You will die. We have to tell you we have a cosmic law to tell you, but you might ascend. So I wasn't even guaranteed ascension. And I bet I wouldn't have. All of a sudden, I go outside, I open my door, and at 2 a.m., there's a car sitting in front of my house with its engine on, sitting in the middle of the road. And I walk up to it, and I'm standing outside, and it's raining, and the grass felt like needles on my feet. I was just standing, making this decision, do I get in or not? And then all of a sudden, after standing there for a couple minutes, this guy gets out, shuts the door, lights a cigarette, looks at me and says, good night and then starts sprinting off. He just books it. I got a question, Brennan. Do you think this is drug-induced psychosis, or do you think there's some type of demonic... Like, seriously, I know you're beyond this. I'm sure you've, you've, you've found Christ, I'm sure. Um, do you think that was a demonic entity or a government thing, or it was just drug psychosis? What, do you, what, do, what is your take on that? I don't think I hallucinated an entire car and an entire person. I think that was real. I think it's it's hard to know when you're in that state looking back, how do I really assess it? What do I think? I think obviously the, let's call it the secret government, they work with demons. They work with higher entities. They're yeah. channeling yeah. spirits. They're getting the plan from them. They're, they're just conduits of their evil spiritual plans. So I really was getting into secret societies. I was at this point, I'm wondering, maybe there's some like deep occult ancestry in my bloodline. And maybe I'm like next in line or something. I don't know. But I think that they're, they were trying to get me either to recruit me or kill me. Maybe they were trying to recruit me into some occult. Maybe they're just trying to kill me. Well, but perhaps, Perhaps in the way your future has gone, maybe they were trying to kill you, knowing, knowing maybe that they could see a little bit into the future. Um, yeah. Not to ruin anything for anybody, but yeah, like this, perhaps that is it. You know, it's you, you opened a channel, and this is why I believe, like you opened a, you know, a two-way channel and, mm -hmm. you know, some sort of connection to some sort of nefarious, black, demonic uh, government, everything, you know. And, and you were, you know, you had a, you had a direct line and they were, I, I, I believe they were talking to you. And I believe everything that you've said wasn't psychosis or anything. I actually believe that happened when you said, you know, show me a sign, lights go off, yeah. you know, the cab shows up. Yeah. You, you called for this. Like that's, <laughs> that sounds like a movie. Coincidences. I know. I would love to make not, that movie. It's not a coincidence. Those are synchronicities. You know, things happen yes. for a reason. I was getting huge into synchronicities and that that plays more into it because the synchronicities were what I think was derailing me mentally because I was constantly getting little synchronicities and I know that it got to the point where it was obviously like my brain. Like I would just like see a 77 and I'd be like, 
that's a sign I'm going to hell, you know, <laughs> like it got bad. But I think these real events mixed with the drugs are what drove it to that point. Um, so yeah, that was that was that day. I didn't get in the car. And then I and then life went back to normal. Um, and it, 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 it continued on this path until one night, which is the night. Um, I invited a girl I barely knew from school over to my house overnight. I know as a as a teenage agnostic kid would. <laughs> and um, my parents are gone. And so I have her over. I barely know her. And I've, I, there was always something off about her. And my intuition knew that I didn't listen to her because I listened to my intuition. Every time she sent me Snapchat, only one eye would be so, showing in the screen. Oh, that's a sign. I had learned that that was an occult symbol at that point. So I, I, I was aware of that, but I ignored it. I invited her to my house and I took, I took a light dose of Molly. You know, I've been experienced with this drug. I know I took a light dose. I was not cooked out. I was just feeling serotonin. And so we're in my room and the Molly starts to come down and I start to feel bad. You feel bad when you come down from Molly because it's like, it steals your serotonin from tomorrow and doubles it today. So I'm starting to feel bad and all I'm lying behind her. And all of a sudden she freezes. I'm talking like a PC frozen, but her eyes are wide open, not moving a muscle. And then she starts twitching. And I was looking at her and I thought, it looks like she's fighting something off. And then all of a sudden, when I thought that this horrible presence consumed the room and I heard you are in the presence of Satan. Hello out there, Frequonauts. I'm Tom. And I'm Rye. And today we want to tell you about Kofi. What is Kofi, Rye? Well, Kofi is uh, very similar to Patreon, where we have membership tiers. Now, we're using memberships so we can actually give back to our listeners. Now, we have three membership tiers available on Kofi. The first one is our um, the periphery, okay? Right. And that's $5 a month. $5? With, yeah, just, just $5. $5. Bucks. Wow. Yeah, and with that, you know, you are going to get a phone background, a lost frequency phone background. You're going to get a shout-out on the show. And also, most importantly, you're actually going to get Beyond the Periphery. That is our extended episode. So whenever we have those extended episodes, you will have them when they become available. Next, what, next tier is called the Silver Bullet tier. That's $10 a month. And with that one, you also get Beyond the Periphery. So you get that access as well. Um, also, you're going to get a phone background just like uh, the Periphery. You're going to get a ringtone as well, the Lost Frequency ringtone. And you're going to get a shout out as well. And? and most importantly for this one is you're going to get one bonus episode a month. All right. All right. Now, lastly, we have our final tier. You know, you're going to be on the inner circle with this one. This is our inner frequency um, tier. And this is $20 a month. With that, you're going to get the same thing as every other one. You're going to get beyond the periphery, bonus episode, phone background, ringtone, shout out. Tom and I are actually going to take the time out of our busy schedule and actually send you a direct message saying thank you. You know, right. if, if you want to hear us say thank you, we're going to say thank you to you personally because we are thankful. We're always thankful for everyone. But there could be a chance that maybe you want us to do your voicemail. We can do that. Now, also with this one, and the most importantly, is 
there's a shirt included. Wow. Okay. With that, you get a Lost Frequency Podcast shirt. You whatever size, whatever color. Now there is a couple issues logistically with this. Is you will have to pay shipping and one dollar for the shirt. And the reason is is because Kofi does not let us give away merchandise like not physical physical merchandise for free. So we have to charge one dollar. So we want to say thank you for supporting us. Check out these membership tiers. See what's right for you. And feel free to uh, become one of our members. Yeah, help us out. Back to the show. And I heard you are in the presence of Satan. Looking back, I know that that girl was physically possessed by a demon. At that time, I didn't know if it was Satan himself. I didn't know what, but I knew a horrible, evil entity had possessed that girl. Who knows? Maybe she was a synthetic human the whole time and <laughs> had that point out of Um, So I am like talking to her and I'm like, I'm going to go downstairs. And she's just like, and I, in my head, like, I know, like, I'm not fooling anybody, but I didn't, I didn't leave my Sorry, house. Brendan, I got a question. When you say she was twitching, was it just her, like her whole body or was it just upper body, hand and like neck kind of like because she's lying down on her side and like her her side that was facing was twitching but it was like her body mostly yeah and so i don't leave the house because um everything that has happened to me so far outside with the cars coming i just don't feel any more safe outside you know what this is my home i lived here my whole life i'm gonna stick this one out and so i'm i walk down my stairs and so from down my stairs you can see my my bedroom and so i look up after about a couple minutes of kind of pacing around like what is going on and she's peeking out at me with one eye behind the door frame that's right peeking out this is the door frame and she's methodically like a robot like getting changed peeking at me not blinking and then she gets up and she starts limping and I mean limping like someone had cut off her foot, limping towards the stairs. And her bangs are covering her one eye. I did not see both of her eyes for a second while she was possessed. Wow, that's a that's a definitely mood killer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I I remember thinking, do they they must get horror movies from true stories because this is the ring. She's limping and she's staring at me not blinking staring through me and i'm telling you i could never describe or replicate this soulless look in her eyes you are looking into a blank shell and it's horrifying and it is cold and it is sharp it is not human and it is just disturbing and she's limping down my stairs staring at me and i'm sitting there and i'm basically like all right i can't what am i gonna do like what am i gonna do you know, it's like, oh, go tie this girl down and go to jail. Like, I they got me. Like, and if she comes for me, you know what? I'll try and maybe push her off me. And then I hit the streets and it's a chase and I live where I die. But I was waiting. And I even thought in my head, I, 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 I there was a, like a comedic vibe because I thought, you had to die this way, Brendan. You couldn't have just, you couldn't have just done your life and died from cancer when you were 80. You had to get killed by Satan at 19 in your house. Whatever. Oh I'm, done. I'm done. I, I've had those thoughts too. We're like, oh yeah, this is supposed to happen. You're going to fall down the steps and break your neck. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Wow. It's out of my hands. You know what? Whatever. Um, so it takes her like five minutes to limp down my stairs, right? She's not moving fast. Five and, minutes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. just limping like this is this is crazy. Yeah. Like that. This is and horror walks, movie. This is horror movie. Oh my gosh. She walks about four feet from me and she stops. And she hasn't said a word since she's been possessed, right? And then when she stops, I hear her voice in my head, unlike any voice I have ever heard. It was like someone put a straw in my ear and whispered into my brain. It was so clear. It was, I could tell that this was a sentient being talking to me, that it's right here with me. It's a, and it's talking into my mind. And it was evil, man. And, and let me say, the, the energy when someone is possessed like that, when a demonic entity has encompassed your entire house, you feel that horrible energy I've been describing. You feel like you're living in a bloody mirror version of life. Everything is wrong and disgusting and, and, and it's just so twisted. You're, it's like every atom in your, in your body starts crying like this is wrong. And so uh, this voice, right? Sh she doesn't say a word. This voice tells me, you ignored the signs and you let me into your house. Your life is mine, but you can have it back and you can live a long life. But then when you do die, I get your soul. Well, that was definitely Satan. It was that a deal was with the devil. Definitely. Wow. And I think back, give me five minutes to decide. And I hear in my head, okay. And on cue, she turns around and limps into my kitchen and turns the corner. She hasn't said a word. On cue with the voice. So I'm now pacing around my main floor and I'm thinking, do I make a deal with the devil? My greatest fear is death, right? But you know what? The feeling, the horrible energy attached to that demon, I knew that I couldn't go with it. If I have to die today and find out if there's a God and find out if there's an afterlife, so be it. I'm not going with that wretched creature. No way. I'm thinking this. She peeks out at me again and I hear, hurry up. And she goes, oh my God, dude. And I'm like, bro, like give me five minutes to decide to die here. Like just... Go go limp around my kitchen. Yeah, yeah go go get some go get some pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I decide, and I just have a a moment. There, it does something to you when you accept death. Like I really truly believed I was going to die that day, and I accepted it. And it's like there was just this like fulfillment of my journey that happened. And, and I, and it's it just, it's amazing. This, this song was playing from my speakers that I had left on and it like spoke to me in a beautiful way. And I just felt like, all right, my, I'm done here on this earth. So I, I go outside because I want to take one last breath of fresh air. And then I'm going to cement my decision, right? So I'm sitting on my porch and all my doors are shut and all my windows are shut, right? And she's in my house. So there's no way she could have heard me physically. But after I take my breath, I whisper, I'm talking whisper to myself, and I say, I make no deal with 
the devil. And the second I said that, when it was impossible for her to hear me, she heard me all right. And she went from silent stone face to screaming, engulfed in the most outer world fit of wrath I have ever seen. This bellowing dark voice was in her lungs and she was going, no, no. And she was screaming the F word. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that anymore. But because when I heard that, I felt that that's a demonic word. That word came from hell. That's a demonic word. And she looks at me through the window and she's so angry. I never seen a human get this angry. And she says, go home. Home is that way. So in my brain, I think, okay, I'm going to go for some kind of walk and I'm going to be killed. Maybe someone will come and shoot me. Maybe a UFO will abduct me. Maybe they'll throw me up and burn me, you know, and and on a ritual in the forest. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, you know, I'm going to die. And so I'm like, walk onto the road and I'm kind of like contemplating like, okay, like, checking myself. Is this really what I'm about to do? She walks outside my house and now she's loopy. She's walking like, I love that car. Loopy, loopy, loopy strolls up to me. And then I said, go home. Walks away. And she was like right under me in the middle of the street, man. That made me and laugh. Then, I wasn't expecting it. I'm sorry, Brian. I don't mean to laugh at your story, but that, no, no, you're very, I, good, I, you're very good at acting it out. It was great. <laughs> I'm preparing for the movie. I'm preparing. Yeah, yes. exactly. exactly. Um, and then I start walking and she starts following me. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? I can't catch a break. Is she still and, limping too as she's following you kind of thing? Yep. Or limping. she's following me and then after about like 10 seconds though she's like oh i have to go inside and she limps into my house and i'm like all right man i'm gonna go die and when my parents come home in the morning i hope she's not there and i hope my cats are still alive but that's out of my hands okay (laughs) i'm on my journey and so i go for this long walk and i'm just saying over and over again i made no deal with the devil i made no deal with the devil because i knew there was obviously power spiritual power behind that those words and i'm like waiting to die and at one point as i'm walking i remember a bible verse and so i was not a christian at any in any regard you know i heard about the story of jesus from growing up in in canada i i i think i went to a preschool inside of a church you know drawing pictures of jesus whatever i i knew the basic jesus died for your sins and i knew that you're supposed to accept him to get into heaven So as a formality, I said, oh, Jesus, before I die, of course, I accept you. It wasn't real. It wasn't like I really knew what I was doing. It was more like a formality. Um, And and, because I always thought, you know, religion was a control scheme. And don't get me started on the Catholic Church and the Vatican. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's the only side that I saw. (laughs) Yes. Well, Well, there's a difference between Jesus, God, and religion. There's a difference. There's a religion. Yeah. Let's put it this way. To a degree. I I think there is some good religions that are based solely on, you know, that aren't trying to control you and aren't trying to, yeah. But yeah, sorry, go go ahead. Totally, yeah. Um, I'll just say this. The people that tortured Jesus to death were the religious leaders of his nation. 
Religion is man-made. Right. Religion yeah. is what we're doing. God is a far above us. Right. A, a, a popular term is a life with Christ isn't about religion. It's about a relationship. You engage in a relationship with a living God that comes to live inside you. And it's the only religion in the world where a man's God makes his home inside of him. So it's, it's pretty, it's a good deal, but I'll get to that anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I also remember the, the verse and I, I, I kind of mistranslated it, but the verse is that um, Jesus stands outside the door and knocks and anyone who lets him opens the door, he will come in and dine with them. Metaphor for accepting him into your life and your heart. I thought it was Jesus stands at the door and if you knock, he'll open it. You know, same same message. But but what I said that day as I'm walking, I look to the sky, past all the chemtrails, into the few stars I can still see. And um, I say, I'm knocking. Jesus, will you reveal yourself to me? God, will you reveal yourself to me? That prayer changed my life. And, I, and I'll tell you why. But first, I'll finish this story. That night, I'm, I'm, I'm walking for three hours, and I'm, like, tired of this. I don't know what's happening. Am I going to die? And I thought, you know what? Then come kill me. I'm not going to keep walking. And so I go onto this random person's rocking chair on their porch at 3 a.m., and I'm just rocking on it because I'm, like, I'm going to die comfy at least. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank God he didn't call the cops on me. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I hear these birds chirp. Because it's getting into, like, the a.m. It's probably, like, 5 a.m. at this point. And I feel this positive click. For the first time, I feel this positive energy. And I hear this voice. Not, like, a voice, but it was, like, this knowledge was uprooted in me. And, and it basically said, you did ignore the signs. And you did invite the devil into your house. And that gave him permission to come into your house. But it didn't give him permission to kill you. He was trying to trick you because he's a liar. He never had permission on your life. And you pass the test and you can go home. So I'm like, say no more. I run home. And this girl is still there. She's no longer possessed. She's terrified. She has no idea where she is. It takes her minutes to remember my name. What I imagine is she blacked out and she came to in a house she probably had no memory of in the middle of the night with no one there. She was terrified, and while I was gone, she filmed a video on my phone while she was possessed that I deleted. I, I wish I didn't, but I did. And in the video, she's possessed, puts the camera on my table, comes up this close to it, and is singeing marshmallows to a crisp and throwing them away, and then just singeing more, looking in the camera, just burning. And she threw, like, milk and eggs and, like, crackers all over my floor. She trashed the place. And, you know, I deleted that video because I just thought, you know. That's... I, I, I actually don't blame you in deleting that video. Like, I, I know I know. looking back, you're like, oh, it would have been great to have this as some sort of evidence. But really, it's kind of like a video of a demonic possessed person. And do you want to keep that? Yeah, in the moment, it's got to be, like, too much. So I would yeah, I I probably have done like, the same. What is yeah. this? Goodbye. So, yeah. yeah. Bad energy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I now, like, basically put this girl to bed. I'm, like, talking her through it. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, maybe she got possessed or something, or maybe she's still, like, a devil and is playing innocent girl. So I, like, keep my space, and I'm, like, I'm, like, you know, looking her up and down. I put her to bed. I go downstairs. I try not to fall asleep, but I doze off. 
and I wake up at 8 a.m. to her walking down the stairs back to her normal self. And I just like don't say anything about it. And I walk her to the bus stop and I send her on the bus home and I'll say nothing about it. And that was it. Back to life as a drug induced psychosis guy. <laughs> Until she sees this interview. <laughs> no, I have reached out to her. Okay. I have. Okay, good. I, I ended up walking her home from like the last day of school about a week later after that event. But I, I didn't say anything because I was trying to feel her out. But then about uh, uh, two years later, I text her and I'm like, do you remember what happened that night? And, and I'm getting into deliverance and learning that uh, I, through Christ, have the spiritual authority to cast demons out of people. And this girl's obviously demonized. Yes. And I want her to have freedom. And, I, you know, I would love to meet up with her and try and, you know, God heals the broken. And this is this is something that was broken. Maybe I could could introduce her to Jesus. And But she was not having it. She was like, don't you tell me about Jesus, man. I went to church. And I'm like, you know what? I was at this point engaged. And so it's like to my now wife, I don't want to just, I'm just going to chill. You know what? If it's in God's plans, I would love to do something, but she wasn't receptive. I'll leave it at that. My life goes back to normal. Um, and no, no, I so, Sorry, just... normal. What is normal then? Is it uh, back to drug drug induced psychosis or is it like following a different path? Uh, I, I wasn't doing drugs anymore. That was the last okay. time I ever did a drug because I was like, okay, man, enough is enough. Yes. Yeah. These aren't going well. No. Yeah. <laughs> Brennan. And the I'm biggest not yes <laughs> ever. Yeah. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> but I'm still deep into um, conspiracy theories, the true ones and the false, deep into spiritualism. I'm still thinking, you know, maybe one day I can go back and do a DMT trip. I'm still, I'm still lost. I don't feel any kind of peace. I don't feel any answers. I'm just more lost than ever, you know, but I had some revelations. There was a certain power I felt now that I had faced death and I didn't back down. And it was like, I just felt different about myself. And I also realized that like there, there is death after life because is there a school bus honking? Yeah, this is Mexico, man. Welcome, welcome to the show. We're in Mexico. <laughs> yes. So we're in Mexico and someone is driving by honking their horn. Honking horn is a typical thing, but that was a little distracting. I would say it sounds like a clown vehicle or something like that. <laughs> no worries. I was just like, maybe it was a connection. Oh, but, oh. Um, why not? Um, <laughs> now I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> you... Oh, what were we? Yeah, can we rewind that and see where, where oh, yeah. we go with this one? Yeah, back to life. Yes. Um, I realized if the devil was trying to steal my soul, that means I have a soul. There is life after death, and that was a comfort. Now it was figuring out one of three options. That's a hard lesson. Sorry, that's a hard lesson that's to a hard learn. Way to go it's a hard way to learn it. Yeah, but I know worth it, it though. Worth it. Yes, agreed. But now it was, it was basically this. It was either when you, when you, like, because the devil tried to steal my soul, I also realized what we do on earth might determine where we go. It's not like we all go to the same place, because why would the devil try to get me to sell my soul to him and eternally dwell with him if there wasn't some kind of option? So I figured there must be a good and a bad place. My mind was open. Let's just say that. I was very open. So I decide... After about a month, I decide, you know what? I still feel like if I just tell all, I'm going to be killed. 
But you know what? I come to terms with death. I can't morally just sit around as the elites of the world channel satanic entities and control and indoctrinate and poison everyone I love and just sit around with it. You know what? I need to tell everyone my events, my testimony, and hope that it could convince them. That's called being righteous, Brendan. That's Amen. called being righteous, and there's nothing wrong with that, dude. I'm with you. Yeah. That's what actually led to what happens next, that choice I made. There you go. So I'm typing out. It's like 150 pages. I'm typing this this manifesto out. And I want to mention Jesus because remember that story where I heard Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. But I figure, okay, he obviously wasn't a white Englishman. So I looked up what his actual language was. And then he spoke Aramaic and Hebrew. And I thought I'll call him by his Hebrew name, Yeshua HaMashiach, and honor him that way. So I look up how to spell Yeshua HaMashiach. And as I do that, a YouTube video pops up. And it's like a song. And I just click it and it's this folky song and the instruments start playing and the voice starts singing, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And a picture of Jesus comes on screen and all of a sudden I feel a lightning of power surge through my body and stay in me. It was the most incredible physical feeling I've ever felt. And I'm within a second, I'm normal. And then within maybe five seconds, I'm engulfed in this fire. And then I'm wondering, what is this? And within maybe eight total seconds of this happening, I had the most incredible revelation that Jesus Christ is the answer. I knew that the spirit of Jesus Christ had just descended upon me. I knew that that he was more real than the skin on my flesh. This life is not what's real. He is what's real. The spirit is what's real. I didn't smell him. I didn't taste him. But I knew more than I've ever known anything. It was Jesus Christ. And that he died so that I can be saved. The, the gospel truth was downloaded instantly and I felt the most love I have ever experienced. I felt so valuable, so cared for, like I'm in my God's arms. And I realized the purpose that I was seeking, the reason I was born was to be in a relationship with my God. That's why he made me one purpose, to be with him. But my entire life, I have been separated from him because of sin. I knew it. Because of sin, because of my sin, there's been a barrier blocking me from God. That's why he goes quiet. That's why I don't feel him. Because I'm not with him. There's a barrier. And my barrier is sin. And I could never climb that, that cliff. I could never have gotten out of this bubble of sin. But he died. He came to earth. He lived a righteous, pure life, never sinned, and he died for me so that when God looks at me, he sees the righteousness of Christ. My sin was shattered, and I was reunited with God in that moment, and it was the most incredible feeling I've ever felt. And I knew it was not just for that moment, not just for the rest of my life. It was forever. Right. And I I wasn't scared of Oh, sorry, my, my wife is walking in the door. No, no, that's why. That's why. I thought it was the microwave. Popcorn stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Perfect timing. Um, 
I, I wasn't scared of death anymore because I realized, you know what? If I got to spend eternity with this God, I am one lucky guy. It, it, time isn't even real. He God existed before time. I'm going to exist outside of time. I don't got to worry about that. I'm with my God. And I was born again, which is a Christian term, which I later read about in the Bible. And I read it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. And it was written 2000 years ago. I was changed. And so what happens to somebody when they accept Christ? Sorry for the background noise. What happens to somebody when they accept Christ? is God's spirit, as I said, comes to live inside of them. So the Bible says we're born spiritually dead. We don't have spiritual eyes to see and we're constantly falling into deception because we're, we're covered in sin. And when Jesus Christ lifts that sin off of you, you're open to God and he pours his spirit into you like a glass of water. And that's what happened to me in that moment. What that experience was God's spirit filling me. And it's, it's amazing. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful. You know, I've never heard it described to me like that before. And I can see like your passion for it. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And your redemption, I would say redemption. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very happy that you found that connection with your creator, my friend. And thank that, you. And, um, and I'm, and um, yeah, I, I'm just overwhelmed by someone else's experience with their maker. It just makes me feel more connected myself. So that was, mm. that's great. That's great. The Bible says that we encourage each other by the word of our testimony. It's a gift. It's true. It's true. And, and you know, that's what we like to do, like, on the show. I'm not saying, like, like we, we, we hear people's testimonies, you know, and it's all about us coming together and connecting with our our outrageous, you know, stories, our experiences. And it, it's by knowing that, you know, we're not alone out there, you know, and oh. there's, there's someone out there, you know, there's someone out there who's had these experiences as well. And we got to know that there, there is an answer to all this as well, which is, which is beautiful. And, and Brennan, your, your story was amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is, uh, this has been very powerful, very powerful. And, and yeah, I'm pleasure. very happy that you found Christ, man. I'm very happy. Thank you. you. Me too. <laughs> and so w what we want to say, of course, is thank you, Brendan, so much for being part of the, the Lost Frequency podcast. Um, and definitely we, we will have one of your songs playing at the end of this episode. Uh, you know, your choice, uh, whichever one you want. I, I did. There was one I had mentioned to you earlier that I was like, I, I kind of like that one. I forget which one it was called again. But It could be Boom Pap, but it better have a good bass beat, uh, Brendan. If not, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a musician too, Brendan. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm not a rapper. I'm a, I'm a metalhead, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, you know, say so better be, better bring, you better bring it. Okay, I will. <laughs> no pressure. All right, Brendan. So we <laughs> want to thank, thank you, you. So and tell our tell our listeners where they can find you once more here before we uh, sign off. It, uh, Red Verse is my rap name. It comes from my last name, Red Verse, and then it put the e at the end. And uh, Red Verse in the Bible, Jesus's words are written in red. There so, you go. On there, and Red Verse raps on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So we're going to sign off here and uh, thank you so much, Brendan. Thank you guys. It's been an honor. All right. That was Brendan and his journey out of darkness, man. That was intense. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. Righteous. Yeah. 
finding his connection with his creator, like I said on the podcast, was very touching to me. Uh, as I was telling Rye off mic, I love, just like Mandy, uh, I skipped a call uh, a couple episodes back, how she found her path in life is how each and every one of you can find your own path in life. And Brennan, you did it, my friend, and I'm very happy for it. Yeah, I think I, I think Brennan, yeah, he literally fought demons and mm-hmm. encountered demons. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. You're gonna have some chick over your house who walking up the steps like they're down the steps. I can't remember exactly which one, like the ring. Yeah, and he was well, not like the ring. No, he he's he was he, he said she had a li- yeah. He he this. said though like the horror movies like the ring, but he said that she was walking, she was limping. So it wasn't like she was crawling on all fours or anything mm-hmm. like that, but she was limping down. Close the- enough. I, I, I if she's going from you know from the uh, up upright position to prone, really doesn't matter when she's doing what she's doing. <laughs> You know, I, just imagine inviting some some you know guy of your house or girl of your house, and next thing you know, they're out there doing what doing that. I think you're gonna have to have a moment, and then. And you know what? Like, and he said, like the symbolism of like the eye the whole time. He's like, there was not once that he saw her other eye. Her he, one eye was always covered. He had a lot of voices in his head, dude. Yeah. A lot of voices in his head when he was under the under the influence, and he believed that there was it was something some entity seriously talking to him. Yeah. And I do not doubt him for a second. I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt his experience at all. No. Uh, so, I mean, just to get into him a little bit, the things he was talking about. Like, I remember taking mushrooms the first time and freaking out, too. But it was more of the typical freak out. I wasn't ready for it because uh, I didn't know anything about psychedelics. Uh, I just knew that you've seen things that are different. Like, you know, the, the earth is a little curvy or brighter or something like that. What really psychedelics are, and I do not suggest anyone takes them unless they're under the proper setting setting, or they have a lot of trust, or they really are ready for those things, because you are going to find <laughs> maybe not what you're looking for. Maybe I, I think I did find what I'm looking for. It kind of lifted the lifted the fog of reality of the uh, of certain things in my life that I don't really want to mention. But um, but but you you look though is that he. I don't want to say he found what he was looking for, but he found something that guided him, you know, like that not guided him, but he then used that experience to guide himself away. You know, it was kind of like seeing one side of the of the coin. And then he was like, this is not the side that I want to be on. And he went to the other side and he found the power to go I don't to know the other if it side. necessarily guided him, but he was kind of like, no, I'm, that, that's why I said like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not contradicting what you're saying. It was more like, I think God was always within him. And for him to say, no, I'm not going to do that. That was basically God speaking through him. Uh, and then, and then I, I actually don't think so. I, I think that was no, not at all. I think? think because I believe that God doesn't make you speak through you. I, I think unless you invited him in. Right. Okay. So I think it was him at that point realizing he had the power within because as an individual, we have that strength. We have that power. But, you know, to a point, like, so he said, I'm not going to make that deal. And then he looked to the other side and he's like, where are you? You yeah. know, I, I need you now. And so that, I, that, I think that was him, him finding that strength and being able to like, because you have to make that choice. You still have to make that choice. It's like that. It's like that. Uh, one of my favorite comedians ever, his name is Bill Hicks. Look him up. He uh, he had this. Uh, it was basically he was saying, you know, life is like a roller coaster ride it has its chills and thrills, its ups and downs. Um, 
And in the end, it's all about a choice. And a choice is simply between fear and love. Fear wants you, you know, to, you know, have a big bank account and put locks on your doors and be afraid of everyone. And love sees everyone equal in the eyes of God. And that's what it really is. It's you have a choice to make, you know. But I, I will say I'm still going to put locks on my doors. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because for the love of my family, I'm going to put the locks that's on my doors. Fine. That's because... fair enough. It's not fear. That's just common sense. Yeah. And, and a lot of things. But it, it, you know what I'm saying? It's a philosophical yeah. meaning yeah. or amusing, better said. But it is at the same time truly that if you're going to be fearful in this life, you're not going to really experience it to its fullness, in my opinion. I think love is more. I know you think imagination is more powerful. No, no, I've never said that. I, I, I believe love is the powerful, is very powerful. But I believe imagine. Maybe I did, but I, I believe imagination is like right next to love. And, I, think, and, I think imagination is definitely undervalued. Yeah, I, I think. I think. Actually, hang on. Let's say this: imagination is our most powerful gift. Okay. Okay. I, I believe that's love cool. is not necessarily a gift, but imagination is a gift for creation. And I think that's. Perfect way to but, put it. And, and like Moises said, you know, everything is, it can be used good or bad, you know? So imagination, you could use it to create something bad or you can use it to create something good. Right. Moises is from two episodes ago. Go check that one out. Yeah. That was a good one too. <laughs> All fitting into October Fear. Fear, Fear Fest. Fest. Come on, you'll get it. You'll get it before say, the end of October. Say, I always want to say Fright Month. <laughs> we'll get there. Fright Fest. You know, Fright Fest would have worked too, but Fear Fest, I think, is, is Fear great. Fear Fest. Yeah, which, the yeah. little PC for the kids. This, this one's for the kids. <laughs> no i i really uh i really like this episode i really enjoyed this episode and i really enjoyed the fact that brennan felt comfortable enough to share his life with us and his journey into the light side and his journey in, into his connection with with the other with god whatever it may be for you everyone has that journey within them and every, it's like the hero's journey the pulling the sword from the stone the uh, marching to the top of the mountain and facing your fears and he had to do it on a level that many of us have not ever experienced. And uh, I'm glad he shared that with us. And I'm glad he used us as an intermediary to share with you all. Yeah, I, I agree. So I want, I want to thank Brendan once again. And we know we're, we're going to fade out of this episode here right away. And we're going to play one of his songs. And I suggest, uh, you know, I, I urge everyone to go take a look at his channel, listen to his songs. And, uh, you Check know, him out on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, Go yeah, and, go on and YouTube. Enjoy, yeah, go and enjoy his uh, go enjoy his art. He's really found something in his life that gives it meaning and uh, more power to him. And uh, we thank you guys very much once again. We love you all very much. Thanks for listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we bring the periphery in the focus. And that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> what kind of cookie? Chocolate chunk? Mm, sugar. Okay. veins are made of radio waves blood cells made of cellular beeps and a heart that pumps just to sell you its beats 
with his body asleep It's the American dream Mongering on the accounts of those counting their sheep A gold fountain of fleets Imposed mountains that mount foes as founders of peace So this hour It's the sound of the wolves that's fully accepted when it's preached And we're seeing it reach Eating away everybody at feasts Stomach, what this means in the belly. Of I don't mean to preach a story that you heard before, but y'all know it's a hard knock life. For all my people who don't got nobody else, so I'm gonna let you know that you're alright. Cause I'll be honest, I don't bother feeling hurt and nervous. It's harder to clean up when you done dirt on dirt. We got devices to connect up with, disperse on purpose, but ain't nothing working. With the planet divided, the hands that incited the cancer can't manage to hide it. We can't stand for the riots, but can't stand to be quiet. We can't stand lest the son of man standing beside his messiahs alive and the fire can't damage his choir. You can't trample the highest, you can't bandage his highness. He died for us already. You can't kill him who's risen. You can't steal what he's given. He's standing right beside us. I speak in opposition to the madness. I am not afraid of the plagues that are tactics. Christ said I should pay with their taxes, but I will never be a slave to the axis. To the axis, I will not bow. I will glance to the heavens where my God's found. Since he walks on water, I will not drown and won't be afraid to speak in the belly of I the beast. I don't mean to preach a story that you heard before, but y'all know it's a hard knock life. For all my people who don't got nobody else, so I'm gonna let you know that you're alright. Cause I'll be honest, I don't bother feeling hurt and nervous It's harder to clean up when you done dirt on dirt We got devices to connect up with disperse on purpose But ain't nothing working In the belly of the Gotta keep keeping Gotta keep keeping Gotta keep keeping Gotta keep keeping Gotta keep keeping